0: Hi, and welcome to Over the Road Bible, a podcast from TFC Global. I'm your host, John Coupel, and I'm TFC Global's Denver area chaplain. I've been an overseas missionary in Uganda for six years, where I trained other pastors in scripture, church leadership, and preaching. Since then, I learned about the challenges that truckers and professional drivers face here in America. Loneliness, isolation, addictions, and everything else that's rampant in the industry, and I decided to become a chaplain with TFC Global to make an impact in people's lives. This podcast is for anyone who wants to listen, but I'm making it with professional drivers in mind. Together we'll have a short Bible study that can be listened to on the road or on a break at a truck stop, along with resources to help you get plugged into Christian community while you're on the road. If this podcast is a blessing to you, the best thing you can do to support it is to get the word out and tell other drivers to listen so they can be blessed too. Last week we looked at John chapter 1 verses 19 through 34 and we looked at some statements that John made to the Jews, priests, and Levites that were sent to him by the Pharisees. We looked at some statements he made about himself. Specifically he said, I am not the Christ and we talked about how that means Messiah. He said, I am not Elijah. And he said, I am not the prophet like Moses. He said, I'm not the guy who was prophesied at the end of Deuteronomy, the prophet like Moses who would come and redeem Israel. What he does say is he quotes a verse from Isaiah and he says, I'm the one who will prepare the way for the Messiah. I'm not the Messiah, but I'm the one who will prepare the way for him. And so this week, we're going to look at what happens next with John the Baptist and specifically with some of his disciples. We're going to be reading John chapter 1, verse 35 to the end of John chapter 1, which is verse 51. So if you have a Bible and you want to open it up, that would be amazing. If you're out on the road or you don't have a Bible with you, I'm going to read it and you can listen along. Here we go. The next day again, John was standing with two of his disciples. And he looked at Jesus as he walked by and said, Behold, the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. Jesus turned and saw them following and said to them, What are you seeking? And they said to him, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, Come, and you will see. So they came and saw where he was staying, and they stayed with him that day, for it was about the tenth hour. One of the two who heard John speak and followed Jesus was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his own brother, Simon, and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which means Christ. He brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, the son of John. You shall be called Cephas, which means Peter. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, Follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him and said of him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael said to him, How do you know me? Jesus answered him, Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Nathanael answered him, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus answered him, Because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree, do you believe? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Truly, truly, I say to you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God. Ascending and descending on the Son of Man. John is the TFC Global Chaplain for the Denver, Colorado area. If you'd like to financially support this podcast to keep it free of advertisements and support chaplaincy work in Denver, you can follow the link in the description to donate through PayPal. If you are from or traveling through the Denver area and would like to talk about chaplaincy services for your company or just meet with a chaplain for prayer, reach out at Jonathan C at tfcglobal.org. That's J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N-C at tfcglobal.org. Do you have questions about the Bible? Let's talk about it. Email me at jonathanc at tfcglobal.org with your name and concise yet thorough question, and we'll talk about as many as we can on the podcast. That's j-o-n-a-t-h-a-n-c at tfcglobal.org with your questions. We just read John chapter 1, verse 35 to the end of the chapter, so we're finishing up the first chapter of John. And the first thing that we read in this passage was that John the Baptist had disciples with him. And this kind of sounds a little bit weird for us uh, modern thinkers because it's not something that people really do anymore. So what does it mean that he had these disciples following him? If you were to go and read from the first chapter of the Gospel of Luke, you would learn that John the Baptist's dad was a Levite who worked in the temple. Levites were responsible for knowing the law, mediating between the people of Israel and God through the temple sacrifices and service, and teaching the law to other Israelites, so they knew how they were supposed to live. Since his dad was a Levite, John the Baptist was also a Levite, but since he wasn't serving in the temple, he was living out in the wilderness uh, baptizing people in the Jordan, it probably means that he wasn't old enough to serve in the temple yet, since temple service for Levites started when they turned 30. Education back then was a lot different than it is for us today. There uh, weren't schools uh, in the same way that there are schools today. So these disciples that John the Baptist had were likely younger men who were looking for an education on the Old Testament, especially the Torah, and they were following him around to learn it since he had to know it for his training to work in the temple. And these disciples uh, were, were... You know, they were following him around, learning from him because he would have been very knowledgeable about the scriptures, uh, which gives even more meaning to his next statement, Behold the Lamb of God, he says. We talked last time about how he might have been referring to the Passover lamb from Exodus or maybe the Day of Atonement lamb from Leviticus. Uh, And look at his his disciples' response when he said this. They leave John the Baptist and they start following Jesus. So remember what John the Baptist said to the Pharisees or to the Levites and the Jews that the Pharisees sent to him. He said that his role was to prepare the way for the Messiah. And it seems like, based on his disciples' reaction, that he did a really good job of that. Since as soon as he said, behold the Lamb of God, his disciples were like, well, peace out. We're going to follow this other guy now. So that's the response we see there from his disciples. In verse 40, We learn that one of these two disciples was named Andrew, and he had a brother named Simon Peter. He goes and finds that brother to tell him about the new guy he's following, and he says to him, We have found the Messiah. So Andrew understands that Jesus is the guy who comes along to fulfill those Old Testament prophecies about the Redeemer and the prophet like Moses that we've been talking about. Either John's statement about Jesus being the Lamb of God or maybe something that Jesus said during the day that Andrew was following him and spent with him that we aren't told, because like we learned in, in uh, chapter 20 of John, not everything that Jesus did is recorded. Uh, John took a selection of things, so there might have been something there said that we, uh, we aren't, are not told in the story. Whatever it was, it convinced uh, Andrew of Jesus' identity as the Messiah, this person who fulfills uh, the Old Testament messianic prophecies. And so Andrew, he goes and gets his brother whose name was Simon and Simon comes and look what Jesus does when he sees him. He renames him. He says, from now on, you're gonna be called Peter. And this is interesting because it's exactly what God did with Abram when he changed his name to Abraham to start the nation of Israel in Genesis. So what God does in Genesis when he's starting the name, uh, when he's starting the nation of Israel, he renames Abram to Abraham. And that's exactly uh, what Jesus does here with Peter. Abraham would be the catalyst person who was the beginning of the nation of Israel. And Jesus renamed Simon to Peter and we we know from Acts chapter 2 if you were to read that it's Peter who preaches that first sermon at Pentecost who is the catalyst person who starts the church and so you get this parallel idea between the Old Testament renaming of Abram to Abraham and the New Testament renaming of Simon to Peter that something new is about to start up and and we know because we can go re- read the book of Acts. That what's new, that's about to start, is uh, the church. The last section of chapter one tells us that Jesus keeps going around and continuing to collect disciples. He finds a guy named Philip, and he says to him, "Follow me." And Philip goes and finds a guy named Nathaniel. Maybe he was like a close friend of Philip. It doesn't tell us the relationship. And he says something really interesting because we've been we've been talking about the original structure of the Old Testament. The three parts, the Torah, the prophets, and the writings, and we mentioned how it was called the Tanakh, which was an abbreviation for uh, the T stands for Torah, which means law, the N stands for Nevi'im, which means prophets, and the K stands for Ketuvim, which means writings, and so you get Tanakh, which is an abbreviation that talks about the Old Testament in its original organization. Well, what, uh, what Philip says to Nathaniel, he says, we have found the one of whom Moses in the law, that's the Torah, and also the prophets, that's the Nevi'im, talked about. He says, this is the person who we found, and he's referring to the Old Testament scriptures in that way that, uh, that we're talking about here, the Torah, the Nevi'im, and the Ketuvim. And he says, when you look at it that way, it's telling us about a person who's coming, and we found that person. So Nathaniel, come with me and come see this person. So you can see how familiar uh, Philip was uh, with the scriptures of his day. And also Nathaniel, he would have understood exactly what Philip was saying. The rest of the section is Jesus' interaction with Nathanael, and it's really interesting because he refers to Jacob as in like Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob from Genesis. He refers to Jacob three times as he's talking to Nathanael. First, he calls Nathanael an Israelite, and it was Jacob whose name was changed to Israel. He says that in Nathanael, there is no deceit. And Jacob was known as the deceiver because he deceived his dad Isaac to get the blessing uh, from his dad instead of his dad giving that blessing to Esau, uh, his brother. So by Jesus saying that Nathaniel is an Israelite in whom there is no deceit, he's actually almost saying like he's better than Jacob who is known as the, uh, the deceiver. And lastly, in verse 51, and and this is the last verse of chapter 1, he refers to a vision that Jacob had, uh, which we call Jacob's ladder. And it's from Genesis 28, and it says that Jacob in a dream saw a ladder going from earth to heaven, and angels were going up and down on it, and God was at the top. And the idea is that Man lived on earth and God lived in heaven and there was a separation. There were mediators, angels going back and forth, but God and man uh, were not able to dwell together under the law and the, we could say the stipulations of the old covenant. So look at how Jesus changes the story of Jacob's ladder. He tells Nathaniel, you will see heaven opened and angels going up and down on the son of man, talking about himself. So now, instead of there being a separation between God and man keeping them apart, Jesus is the thing that connects heaven and earth, and it's through Jesus that God and man can dwell together. It's really, really this amazing picture that Jesus is creating by slightly modifying this Old Testament vision that Jacob had as he's he's, uh, talking to Nathaniel here in chapter 1. For me personally, I love to get into these little details and talk about the connecting points between the Old and New Testaments. And this is a way that I find uh, my faith increasing in who Jesus is and what he does for me and how I can recognize uh, that work by understanding the Old and New Testament together. You know, there might be some folks out there listening in who are like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And that is totally fine. I'm doing this so that you get to learn along with me more about who Jesus is. And if you don't believe in Jesus and you're listening in, first off, you're welcome. Uh, to be here. I want you to see how awesome he is and worth believing in. And if you are listening to this and you do believe in Jesus, if you would call yourself a saved person, I want you also to see how awesome Jesus is and worth following the way that Andrew and Peter and Philip and Nathaniel uh, followed him. Because Jesus is amazing and that's just one of the things that we're understanding here from the Gospel of John. I would love to tell you about the Gateway to Freedom Foundation. The Gateway to Freedom Foundation is TFC Global's anti-human trafficking initiative that combats human trafficking by driving down the demand in cities across the United States. We accomplish this by freeing and protecting people from consumer sexual beliefs and behaviors so they can thrive in their life, relationships, and community. We connect buyers of consumer sex to proven pathways and resources that lead to freedom. We educate on victim identification as well as how to respond in safe and effective ways leading to rescue. We train chaplains and lay leaders across the United States to identify and deter criminal activity. If you need help in a shame free environment to be set free of sexual sin, please reach out to the TFC Global Office at 717. 717- 426 or email us at gateway at To everyone who listened in today to the Over the Road Bible podcast, I want to thank you for spending the time with me and reading the Bible together. I hope that this has been an encouragement and blessing for you. Next time, we'll keep moving through the book of John, and soon we hope to put out a few special episodes with guests talking about other topics important for y'all out on the road. I appreciate you, and I appreciate the work that you do. God bless you.